0: Dun 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 Welcome back, dear listeners, to Vermont Stretch Radio Broadcast to you live from the town of Killington, planned site of Earth Gimmel's first ski resort. No need to visit Earth Sea just to hit the powder. We bring you the news that you need to stay alive in our world of superheroes, supervillains, superheroes that used to be supervillains, supervillains that used to be superheroes, supervillains that are actually nice people, superheroes that are actually awful people, and the two or three people that can actually hold down a steady job as a rogue cape. In today's retraction section, I must apologise once again, dear listeners, Failing to pronounce Miss Hebear's name right. That's Hebear rhyming with Shebear, not Herbert rhyming with Sherbert, or Hebert rhyming with Ebert. Thanks to Mr. Mogg for correcting us on that oh so important detail. I'm sure I'll get another message just as soon as I have an excuse to say aluminium. I'm sorry, listeners but I wasn't really following the news around the time that she declared herself sovereign ruler of a U.S. citizen, or the time she carved out a man's eyeballs. I'm playing catch-up as much as the rest of Earth Gimel's citizens from Earths other than the alternate Earth that was Earthbait are, and I am sorry if I mispronounce a few names. Now, starting off today, the new New Protectorate that I just formed is hoping to get a few recruits, maybe. The new New Protectorate has also made a few new laws. As a person wearing an old PRT uniform, I clearly have the authority to do this. Murder is now punishable by disappointed looks and a stern talking to. If you kill anyone in Killington, you are violating the amnesty, and I will have to get really, really annoyed at you and then buy you a pint. After all, anyone can become a hero these days, right? Even people that commit unforgivable crimes, right? The new New Protectorate, proudly carrying on the traditions of the New Protectorate. In today's S-Class Threat News, the sleeper is doing just fine, thank you, and Earth Zion is so, so far away. Let's try and ignore him. The Endbringers are still dormant. And the machines are coming to kill us all. In politics, we'll be starting our coverage of the election soon. Now you may say, hang on, isn't this a little late to start covering the elections for our fair megacity? To which I'll have to reply... Isn't two years a little late to not have a functioning government? Isn't making the mayor of the largest population centre, the de facto ruler of Earth Gimmel, a little scary in terms of executive power? Aren't we supposed to have a layer of separation between government and business? Well, dear listeners, we have got a rundown of all of the candidates planned, and I intend to be as unbiased in my coverage of them as I am in all of my reporting. In traffic news, we are seeing some heavy traffic, by which I mean more than one or two cars, in and out of the roads over to the Fallen's world today. Their world does have a name, but it really doesn't matter when we all know it as that world with all the religious nutballs and endbringer worship. I say this in the full knowledge that openly insulting or belittling the fallen has got numerous members of the mem. of our fine press. killed, mutilated, tortured into insanity, turned into funny little masks for recruits of the fallen to wear. Well, if the fallen were still doing that sort of thing today, our heroes should probably have done something about it now, shouldn't they? Dear listeners, I actually came under fire a while back about my defence of the worship of the Endbringers and or Scion, especially in light of the actions undertaken by their most notorious religious following. Well, with regards to the fallen, I like to think that the actions of an extremist group should not colour your perceptions of religion. Freedom of expression, freedom of religion... They are both one of the foundations of this country, by which I mean this world. As much as one expects safety and security, one expects the right to believe what you want to believe. And if we turn away people who deify giant and terrible engines of destruction, then what next? Do we ban Wiccans? Pagans? Satanists? Listeners, I am a man that has seen the end of the world, but I am not a man that is willing to see the end of humanity. That being said, I think the Fallen are a bunch of knobs. In unrelated news, we have had a call earlier today from aspiring rogue cape, The Norfair Disaster. Not to be confused with The Norfair Disaster, an incident where a concerned citizen shot and nearly killed the Norfair Span's aspiring heroine and former child murderer, Fume hood. Anyway, she wanted to tell me. Uh, sorry, that's she meaning the Norfair disaster, not she meaning Fumehood. She wanted me to tell you that she is selling her services as a training villain. Banks and stores can pay the Norfair disaster to make a scheduled attack to test their employees' reactions in a safe and secure situation. Aspiring heroines and heroes can also schedule a meeting so that they can practice their power in a controlled environment, or just let off a little steam with a planned fight. The only downside being, of course, that her power contains flashing lights. Uh, Dear listeners, do not seek out images of the North Air disaster if you suffer from epileptic fits and if you suffer any adverse reaction from viewing the Norfair disaster, please consult your nearest doctor or untrained medical practitioner desperately trying to help in a world still reeling from the end of the world. Uh, Do note that this also extends to still images of the Norfair disaster, as any image of her has the same visual distortion where her eyes flicker between deep, empty black and piercing, still white. She's looking into using it for greeting cards, actually, The picture she sent us came with another picture where she taped a drawing of a lamppost around her face so that one of her eyes looks like a little flickering streetlight. Ah. Now, listeners, I am aware that I haven't exactly been making any real warnings about the disturbing content in the last few episodes of Master Stranger Month. Our little section where we show you what it's like to have your perceptions warped, distorted, or utterly blasted to hell and back. Now, there's normally an element of the unexpected that adds to the um, to the effect, but today's episode is a little less completely helpless in the face of a master, and a little more completely helpless in the clutches of a master. Suffice to say that the content may disturb or offend people who have been in a thematically similar sort of situation you have been bound in electrical cords for some time now very painfully aware of the dim current running through them he hasn't touched you once you know full well that he doesn't need to you know what he does to people and you know what his power does to people you know full well that there is no way out by now you're certain that if Even if there had been, even if there was, your captor has you right where they want you. You can feel his eyes on you, and you can feel him feeling you feeling his eyes on you. You can remember the smooth white mask and the half-smile while he looked down at your body. Your body is rebelling at you now, even as he gazes at you from behind. It's forcing you against the wires, forcing you to hurt yourself again and again while he laughs. He laughs and you scream. You can't really tell if you've been in the chair for three hours or for 15 minutes. Every so often he'll um or he'll ah and your fingers will flex involuntarily. Your toes will just wriggle a little. The sensation that your body is not your own. Eventually, the wires come off. He lets you stand up, the pain ending, and he lets you turn, your hand balled into a little fist that stops an inch before you can touch his smug, smug face while he giggles with your mouth running your hands through your hair, running your hands across your arms, across your chest and Today's Today's Master Stranger Awareness Month Today's Master Stranger Awareness Month was an account of an encounter with Regent, one of the founding members of the Undersiders. And he had committed a long list of similar acts to people. And worse, people that he had controlled, whose bodies were taken away from them, whose bodies were abused for days or even weeks. And if you put this account side by side with witness reports of Hijacker, one of Heartbreaker's not-quite-bastard children... They were married, after all. They didn't want to be married, but he certainly made them want to be. It, it reads pretty much the same. Regent was a master who stole control away from his victims. And hijacker was worse. Hijacker was much, much worse. Uh, we are holding another quieter funeral for Casey, the child-turned-sentient brain-eating fungus. Uh, Entirely unrelated news story. Uh, It's Master Stranger Month. It was throwaway at best. Uh, Casey has been interred, buried, and mourned once again after one of the warden's human lackeys managed to find a zombie that the warden's cleanup teams just managed to miss, shambling about in a mould-filled shack more than a mile away from the bulk of Casey's infection. Our hearts, of course, go out to Casey's friends and to the family of the victims of the infection that claimed and was claimed by Casey. We can only pray that Casey has found peace because we were really hoping that Casey was gone and we could all stop worrying about brain eating fungus now. Hooray. Um, in local news, the new new protectorate has come under fire. For there, by which I mean my refusal to actually do or say anything about the villain bar outside of town. Well, I am afraid that the New New Protectorate is practicing a strict policy of non-interference in the affairs of parahumans. And for those of you from other worlds, other than the other worlds most of us are from, an aspect of Cape culture seemingly unique to Earthbait was the existence of villain bars such as Brockton Bay's notorious Somers Rock and Denver's far less notorious Summer glow Rocks. Uh, rest assured listeners that the existence of a safe meeting place for the evil inclined has always been a stabilising factor in the criminal underworld, giving them a place to meet up and a place to be themselves. It doesn't encourage them to do evil, it merely offers them something else to do other than evil. And besides, we only have two bars around here and the normal one is really, really packed most nights. Oh, um... Right. Policy clarification. The new new protectorate is also supporting the move for general amnesty that the wardens completely and legally authorised and everyone with a blog and an internet connection, is willing to whinge and complain about. Now, for those of you completely out of the loop, after nearly 30 years of kill orders and birdcage sentences being these big scary sentences that you just couldn't weasel your way out of unless you killed a member of the Triumvirate and painted your costume a different colour, the wardens decided to just let everyone off the hook. And yes, I know perfectly well that kill orders could be repealed and birdcage sentences could be rescinded. Again, all you had to do was kill Chevalier and paint your codpiece red. Well, maybe the Amnesty was a reward for deciding to help kill Sion. Maybe it was because the Wardens were outnumbered by villains that they had oppressed or imprisoned. Maybe it was because the Wardens were outnumbered "'by the capes that they had conscripted. "'Maybe it was out of the warmness of their hearts. "'Now, everyone from the teapot despot "'to glazed Winnie to genocythe the... "'genocythe, they are free to roam the streets, "'with the exception of anyone the wardens "'arbitrarily decide to detain indefinitely. "'Heaven forbid that a law the wardens' past was fair.' Heaven forbid that it was enforced consistently. After two years, they still get to pick and choose when to carry out proper sentencing. They get to pick and choose to break every inviolable law that they make. They get to pardon people that the justice system that they claim to represent thought were unpardonable. And they get to persecute people who did nothing wrong. Apologies, dear listeners, but I don't think any of you are tuning in anymore for an unbiased opinion on these people. I guess we'll just have to sit and wait and see whether they decide to take me off the air for saying Weaver too many times. Unlike the Wardens, we here at the New New Protectorate are actually willing to express an actual opinion. Oh, well... The man with the next slot for the recording studio is glaring at me right now, tapping at his watch angrily. I guess it's good night, settlements of Earth Gimmel, settlements of Vermont Gimmel, settlements of Killington. Good night. da 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 this was a fan production for Parahuman Audio Community Content. Worm, Ward, and the Parahumans series are owned and written by JC McCrae. Check out Worm at Parahumans.wordpress.com and Ward at Parahumans.net. He also has a Patreon that you should probably consider donating to if you're that way inclined. After all, the guy pulls one too many all-nighters, and he kind of continues to bring us really awesome content. I love his works. Otherwise, why would I be making something like this? Now, for the Ward Audiobook Project, or the Wardiobook Project, as I seem to insist on calling it, and for more community content, insert silly comparison here, visit parahumanaudio.com. Thanks for listening! Dear listeners...